0: I am Rev. Deborah Phillips, and welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, a Spiritual Life Center podcast dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. I'm here today with Rev. James Trapp, Senior Minister at Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, and we are recording this ahead of the January 20th inauguration of uh, uh, the president-elect Joe Biden. By the time you're hearing this, he will probably be president because this will be playing on, on January 20th for its first airing. And Reverend James and I were talking and we thought that we should have a conversation about what is going on. And and, and how to have the kind of conversation about what's going on because it's very confusing to everybody. And so Reverend James, my first thoughts about all of this is that everything that we're watching happen seems to be coming ultimately from fear. Everyone has a fear about something, whether it's the, the, the right or the wrong party being in, in power, whether it's um, concern about your way of life, concern for your actual life. Uh, no matter where I look and what I've been thinking about over the last few days is it all comes back to almost everybody's afraid of something. And then, of course, we have the COVID epidemic on top of it. So I would like to see, hear your thoughts on that, but also what are, th- how can we start thinking about this in spiritual terms without doing a spiritual bypass and just going, oh, it's okay, it'll pass, because that doesn't work either. So yeah. other than that, laying that big thing on you, what are your thoughts? <laughs>
1: Well, this is a very interesting and intriguing question or set of questions to address. Uh, you know, a couple of things I I haven't been giving it some thought. I, I think number one, you're right, you talk about fear. And sometimes we think about fear, but people are, have a fear of change, fear of difference. And I've come to the conclusion, at least part of fear is the fear of loss. That people think they're going to lose something that they're holding on to, and there's something that's about to change that they don't know what it's going to look like. I, I thought about that because I, I've been rereading Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth, which is, you know, a foundational metaphysical spiritual book for unity and new thought and it was one of the first texts I, I read when I was getting into this work. And even though it has language that is somewhat dated and, and uh, re- re- repetitions in it, it does have some eternal truths that we can turn to, you know, even in times as complex as what we're facing now. And one of her chapters, she talks about chemicalization. And in that, if I can encapsulate the essence of what I got out of it, and, and that's a book that when I reread it, it's always something new that I get out of it, even though I've reread it dozens of times over the years. But a, a chemicalization in my interpretation is that whenever we're moving from one stage of consciousness to another stage of consciousness, hopefully an evolving stage of consciousness, there is disruption. And the reason that there's disruption is that the old way of being is holding on and resisting what is new, trying to break through. And this happens in our individual lives. If we seek to evolve personally, and we've been a certain way for a long time, and we try to do something new, Everything seems to come up to, to disrupt that, make it difficult. There's a what Emily Cady calls a chemicalization until there's a breakthrough. So part of, I think what's happening in the country and the world as a whole, because I don't think it's just limited to the United States. What we're seeing is a phenomenon that is global is that there is a paradigm shift taking place on the planet. Uh, in in America, in particular, the, there's changes in in demographics. There's changes in representation, and that is disrupted to the the status quo. And so we're seeing that. And so I think the first thing is to acknowledge it's happening. <laughs> you know, you say we don't have a don't want to have a spiritual bypass. The first thing in any kind of Change or any kind of evolution or correction of whatever's going on, you have to be able to face what is happening with clear eyes. Because uh, if you don't know what's going on, it's not likely you'll be able to transcend that to the next level. So, from a per- macro perspective, that's what's, I think that's what's happening. So we first acknowledge that this is what's happening. And then we ask, okay, based upon what's happening, you know, what kind of fears does this bring up? What kind of challenges does this bring up to acknowledge those things? And then we may have to ask a few other questions. Well, is this valid, you know, or you know, use some of the work of Byron Katie, is it true? You know, is is what I'm fearing true? Is it really true? And even if there's some truth to it, does that mean that is, is that the end of life as I know it? It may be, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. And, And then we have to reframe it, I think, in a way that asks, okay, how can I see this as a benefit for, you know, You know, our our world, our country, myself, my community, what good is in here? Because I, I sense that, you know, the, the growth is our inherent inclination, the nature of the universe is growth and evolution and expansion. And we being made in the same image contain all of those qualities ourselves. So we're here to grow, develop and expand as well but it doesn't mean that it's going to be comfortable. In fact, most of the time it is uncomfortable because we're used to doing and being a certain way for a long time. So anything that comes along to make that print is upsetting to the ego because the ego less likes to keep things the same. I'm comfortable here. What do you mean changing what I already know and how things have been? So, uh, so we have to acknowledge that discomfort, this, this but that's also part of, I think of, of evolution, part of growth. Uh, just like if you're working out, you know, in the beginning or some people that lift weights, there's some pain and soreness there before you see the benefits. So we're going through some hit pretty heavy, heavy lifting. I think as a, as a world. And this is a critical uh, inflection point for us. And because we're part of everybody's interconnected, we most of us, I think if we're honest, we all feel it on some level. And we can all benefit on some level uh, if we begin to see it that way. So, uh, I mean, I can get into the details of, of, of maybe this election, and I did write a little bit about it in in a in a blog that I think is coming out today as well, at least when this podcast comes out. And and it wasn't an attempted to be political, but we had this attack on the the capital, in in something that has n- never happened in the history of the country, other than I think during the War of eighteen twelve and eighteen forty by the British when it was. Uh, Attacked, And no one would have ever expected that we would have a, a, a quote insurrection from people within. But I think a lot of it is because that sense of the fear of loss, fear of change has infiltrated down to folks creating anxiety. That was exploited by individuals for personal and political gain. And they utilize what they call the big lie. That's what I I wrote about. The idea is that we just tell something that is so outrageous that you could not believe anybody would do it. But if you say it over and over again, and we identify with that, we embody that we become that we will act from that. And, and I, I think in order for us to transcend that, I think we have to acknowledge the truth and the facts <laughs> of what is, and then move from there.
0: Well, so, I, I
1: can going, but those are just some of my initial thoughts.
0: Well, what I'm what I'm hearing you say is one of the things is that I mean every one of us on this planet has some some sort of an insecurity somewhere, and all of what's going on is is really like tweaking that, Um, you know, saying, if you felt insecure in this area, okay, um, here, let's, let's look at it. And the other, the part that I've been thinking about as you're talking about is that to, we have to acknowledge that we're uncomfortable, we need to acknowledge that we feel fear, because if we start pushing all those feelings down and inside, that's when we explode. I mean, and I would say that many of the people who have gone out and done things that we consider inappropriate, a lot of it is just they have no other way. No, they have no they don't know any other way uh, to express the frustration and feelings and angers that they have, because, you know, even even within our own movement, we still keep teaching people feel your feelings, talk about them, discover them so that you can release them instead of letting them explode outside of you.
1: Yeah. And you can't, you can't deny them. I mean, you can't try to suppress them or uh, you know, pretend that they're, they're not real uh, because you no, know, we experience, we're human beings. We have those emotions and feelings and, and uh, insecurities that come up. And the first thing to healing any of that or transforming it is that we got to face it. You know, as someone says, you got to face it to erase it. You know, you got to face it and it's not always easy. And I mean, most of us, I I don't say most, I'm speaking for myself. I don't always want to face the stuff that's uncomfortable at all. I'd rather it just disappear. And for a while pretend it's not there, but it ain't going nowhere. So uh, until you, you know, bring it to the light and uh, examine it under the light. Uh, you're not going to be able to uh, move through it, to grow.
0: So here's, here's an interesting thought that just popped into my head, is that we're, we're all re, we are all either responding or reacting, depending on our consciousness, to things that are happening externally. How do we say, okay, this was the trigger, but not get into blaming? Mm. I mean, that's, that's not an easy one at all.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we always start by when something comes up and, and we're, and we're, we're in a reactionary mode, even if we think we're right, the first thing to do is most of us, you know, definitely want to be right. We're conditioned to have a certain way of thinking. We think that we definitely are right. Therefore they cannot be right at all. They got to be definitely wrong. But the first thing to do is just do engage in self-examination our own inventory and ask the question. Now, what is coming going on within me? That is causing me to react in this way. And, you know, we just have to pose the question and sometimes we just have to get still and quiet. Sometimes we don't need to get an answer immediately. However, there is that statement, ask and you shall receive. If you ask the right kinds of questions, you know, our our minds and our spirit, I think go on a hunt for the answer. And and eventually it'll be revealed to us. It may not come in in a flash, you know, it may come when we least expect it. But if we have that question posed and we want to say it and we ask it sincerely and authentically and with the expectation of, it being answered it'll be revealed to us and so we we we, we don't because we can't change anybody else that is an impossibility so the first thing we need to do is what within me can i transform and change so i can be a non anxious presence uh in amidst the change even in a non anxious presence in the midst of somebody who quote is opposed to my perspective um, and not get caught up and entangled in the, uh, emotion of it all. Um, uh, because then you can, you know, become more curious. Uh, and I think the way that these, I think the way that you begin to create some sort of connection with someone who's totally different, you have to ask some questions. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, your understanding of this, and, you know, you know, what's behind it Uh, because someone said in order to really express an interest in another person, you have to be interesting. You have to be interested in them. Don't, don't make it about yourself. You know, if you want to be interesting and get responses for another person, be interested in them so you can begin to call out what is running them because we're all being run by something, what's happening within them. And then once you kind of lay those things on the table, you can hopefully examine them rationally and closely until you get to some common ground. Because oftentimes we try to, we we communicate on the surface when in fact there's something deeper going on. And when we get to that deeper place, we realize oh, you and I are actually feeling the same thing, but we're describing it in different ways. Can we begin to get to some common ground uh, and start from there? And sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes you can't get common ground right off the bat, but you look for some things that you can at least have an agreement with and use that as a foundation to hopefully build upon. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's, 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 you know, most of the time people are talking at each other and, and sometimes they're bypassing each other in the conversation, like two ships passing in the night, but nobody's ever really listening and listening. have to listen with totally, uh, total understanding. And like someone said, in order to really understand someone, you almost have to see if you can put yourself in their moccasins. and you put themselves, can you just, step away from your own position. You can always go back, but just temporarily set it aside and say, if I can understand where they're coming from, then we might be able to come to some agreement that will be mutually
0: beneficial. Yeah, that brings me back to uh, your original statement that um, the biggest fear is uh, the fear of loss. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how do I feel when I'm talking to someone who has a different perspective on something and is perhaps trying to shove it down my throat, or you know, there's there's a lot of, of feeling of conflict there. And I think that for me, if if I'm if I'm finding myself in a position where I'm needing to be right, you know, and defend myself and make myself right, that's when I'm feeling like I'm going to be losing. I don't know, either a part of myself or some of my own integrity, or perhaps even my belief that my way is right. And somehow, if it turns out I'm not right, then I feel like I've I've lost something because now I'm wrong. And it's, it's how convoluted it gets um, in this fear of the fear of losing something, whether it's your status, your um, it just comes all back down to the same thing. Um, and if I was wrong, does that mean my entire life was a lie? I mean, you could. this can get so big, right? And, yes. and of course, it all happens instantaneously in our heads all at once. And so that's when we have to step back and get quiet and start to unpack it.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things I, you're right, most of the time, you know, our reactions are unconscious. <laughs> you know, so they come instinctively, almost uh, reflexively and we don't really take time to think about why did I respond or react in that way? And, And somewhat on the topic, I think all of our fears, and I've been thinking about this for a while, all of our fears comes from the belief that we have a body and we are going to die. And every other fear, I think, is wrapped around that belief: the fear of loss, the fear of limitation, the fear of letting go. I think they all kind of are rooted in that central fear. And if we can, at some point, realize that okay, who we really are can never die, then you know that fear begins to dissipate, and I think it'll have a spillover into all the other. Children that fear that show up in our life because we come to the realization that all that other stuff that we look at it is temporary it is ephemeral. It has nothing to do with the eternal nature of who and what we are and sometimes we're making big deals out of things that don't really matter in the long run. Uh, And so we have to kind of hold on very loosely to our attachments. But sometimes we're holding on so tightly that you know you know you couldn't pry it away with a crowbar. So if somebody comes with an idea that's going to dislodge you from your belief or your attachment, you go kicking and screaming and fighting to the bitter end in order to hold on to an attachment that in the end probably does not matter. We make it up in our own minds. And, and it's something that we create in our own minds. And uh, sometimes we have a group of people that come together and then all of a sudden we have a group mind that is attached to those things. And, and then there's another group that has a different, uh, and then it becomes all escalated. And if we were to step back and say, if we were looking, if we were a Martian looking out from you know, from, uh, from another universe or something like that, and we're looking at folks down on earth, we would be wondering what in the heck are they arguing over for? I only see one planet. I see one organism, you know, I see one you know, group of people that's part of this bigger organism. Don't they realize that, you know, they are each other <laughs> in some way, shape or form? And it, I think it's going to take that kind of thinking to realize uh, some solutions to uh, getting away from the loggerheads that we seem to face in our political arena among other things
0: and i know i have said this on this podcast before i'm sure i have is that when you're going to remodel something you have to tear something apart first you can't you can't remodel something and and leave it exactly the same at the same time and um so it get it get it can get pretty messy yeah
1: yeah i I mean i use a similar analogy if you if, if you ever got together and had to create a big meal for some some group, and you're right in the middle of the preparation, it looks like a hurricane has run through your kitchen. Right. But that's what it takes in order to get to the next level of having that scrumptious meal that you want to serve You know that group of people. And it's just part of the process. And if we accept that's part of the process, then we can relax a little bit. And not let it, you know, overwhelm us uh, when we're going through the process.
0: And so I think in this, in this time, we would just in, in, encourage people to take a breath, turn off the TV for a while, go for a walk, <laughs> um, change the subject. And, um, look at, look at what, what your core fear might be, what is driving, you know, um, what, what's, what's happening in your own life and what's making you feel uncomfortable. And yes, we all are feeling uncomfortable in general right now, but if you can look at your own inner workings and see how you can find ways to change the subject. And, yep. and start to look at, it is like we're, we're survivors, this country, this whole world, the entire planet, look how long we've been around and, and um, we're all a bunch of survivors. And so it's a matter of walking through this particular season.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think in order for us to uh, move along, we start with ourselves. If we're going to bring about some sense of harmony and balance. Um, as it says, as within, so without, you know, we start with ourselves, because what we see in the outside world, even if we don't think it has anything to do with us. We are is reflecting back to us what's going on within us to some degree or another, some to a small degree, some to a large degree, but no matter what we probably all are participating in the creation of our experiences. And so we always have to start with what we can do to transform that. And if we get enough people to transform where they are, they're part of the universe, then it begins to impact the whole, uh, universe in which we live because, you know, it's, it's all interconnected.
0: I agree with you. And I think those are, those are beautiful words. Would you be, uh, kind enough to either, uh, take us out with an affirmation or a short prayer?
1: Sure. Let's start out with an affirmation. We, I, all of us are expressions of the divine known as God. We have all the qualities of this presence and we go forth expressing these qualities to the highest and best that we can in the thoughts we have and the words we speak and the actions that we take. And as we do, we transform our own, not only our lives, we begin to transform the very world in which we live. We see it, we feel it, we speak it, and we see it in our own mind's eye right now that it is done. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
0: Amen. And thank you, Reverend James. It's been an honor to speak with you today.
1: It's been my pleasure. Well, do it again. We will. (laughs) Yes, because it never ends. You know, there's always something else to uh, address. I think God loves us too much to leave us alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's the best way to end it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening today. Discover Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center Sacramento. If you feel inspired and want to show your appreciation and support, please go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sons and daughters of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.